Welcome to Write on Track, a songwriting podcast. Thanks to Tone for tuning in. I'm Demi Michelle Schwartz, and I'm thrilled you're joining me on my songwriting journey. So kick back and relax, don't fall flat, and remember, stay right on track. Welcome back to Right on Track. I'm so excited because joining me today are two of my fellow songwriters, Alan Jones and Shanique Hughes. Hi, guys. Hi, hey. Jimmy. How are you? We're well. We're happy to be here with you. Yeah, Very I'm excited about great. your podcast. Yeah, it's yeah. so fun. I'm so excited you both are joining me. How has 2022 been for you guys so far? Uh, for me, it's been pretty busy and exciting, though, because I've um, been able to get a lot of writing done, um, working with other writers, well, with Shanique in particular, that's been good. And to piggyback, absolutely, it's been a great year so far. It's been a bit chilly here in Colorado, but I've been able to songwrite with a lot of very talented songwriters and musicians, such as Ellen. And uh, we are doing this awesome Christian song and I can't wait to release it. We're, We're doing everything through Zoom. I'm so excited you both are joining me because we are going to be talking all about the benefits of songwriting retreats. But before we do that, can each of you share a little bit about your songwriting journey so far, where you started and how you got to where you are now? Of course. Um, Well, Demi, when I was seven years old, I realized that I had some kind of um, gift, so to speak, um, for writing. I would listen to classical music and I would write lyrics to that um and you know I was just a little girl just trying to write a love song for my mother and so this bug inside of me never really left and so as a teenager I started to write more songs because my passion was is Christianity and so it was always um Christian music and after that I released my first album when I was about 20 years old and it was more mainstream pop music and uh, a lot of lessons learned it was a bit of everything and I realized that I needed to narrow down in a genre but um right now I am back at it and doing pop and Christian music and collaborating with Alan. Yeah, and you're releasing stuff like once a month right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's the goal. The goal is to release either a cover song or an original song once a Mm -hmm. month. Oh, wow. Go you. Look at that. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's challenging and um, and intimidating at the same time, Shanique. (laughs) Well, I don't know that I can keep up with this pace, honestly. It's quite the challenge. Uh, It's very rewarding. And even when you do cover songs as a songwriter, it helps you really focus on those lyrics and learn from them, study Mm -hmm. them thoroughly. Um, And also reading them out loud helps you not to sing it, but to think of it as poetry. So even doing cover songs helps every songwriter. What about you, Ellen? I started playing piano taking lessons when I was about nine. It was pretty much classical training, nine and 10, and I stopped at 10, but I kept playing and um, took lessons again as a senior in high school. 
studied music theory and then jumped into college and music school right away. And I got a degree in music theory and composition. But I was in both camps, like kind of um, contemporary pop and classical music at the same time. So I was was pulling from um, many genre as far as um, writing and listening and trying to understand music. So I was writing my own songs by about 13, um, sort of like Shanique, have a Christian, a church background, and had an opportunity there with whatever I wrote to share with people. So that was that was really good to have an audience, even though <laughs> maybe they didn't want to hear it at that time. But um, so got that degree and um, never made any money from it <laughs> yet. <laughs> But um, I, w- I worked in church a lot. I was a, a church music director, and that gave a lot of opportunities to write and arrange, which was really, really great. And only um, 2019 was the first year that I actually worked on something to be released. Kind of late bloomer in that way, but um, that's okay. That's fabulous. Well, I loved hearing both of your stories. And honestly, I think like no matter when you want to start songwriting, there's no time. There's no like certain age or anything. So I'm so happy you decided to take that leap in 2019. That's the same year I released my debut single. So we're the same. Really? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We're the same age as releases go. Right. Exactly. There you go. Perfect. Well, let's get into our chat about songwriting retreats. Alan, can you kick it off with a quote by Andrea Stolpe? This is where you can begin to create your tribe, your support system, and a community that will help you find the confidence to move towards your musical goals. There's a potential in every writer. I love this quote. It means so much to me, but I want to hear what it means to you guys first. So, Shanique, can you start? Yeah, so pretty much no man is an island, right? And it's, it's hard to really realize that as an artist, when you are um, solo, there, oh. there is that time where you realize without that community of whatever it is, whether it is the sound engineer, the producer, your voice coach, your friends, your family, that the entire community that supports you is going to help you bring the best out of you, all your talents, your gifts, your passion, and uh, also it's going to help you for inspiration for writing. Mm-hmm. I think the important part about that is that in, in the quote is that where it mentions a community that will help you find the confidence to move towards your goals, which is something that really speaks to me, um, to my heart, because uh, often I lack any confidence in my ability or in my, uh, what I'm producing so um, a retreat when you're around other songwriters and musicians is a place to um, find some affirmation with um, what you're doing, even even with who you are. That's perfect. I love what both of you said. I think for me, one of the big things with the retreat is exactly that, the community aspect. Because when I started with my songwriting, I really struggled with my confidence. And I think because nobody else in my life was really into songwriting. They didn't get it. 
And so I felt like I was trying to develop my craft by myself. And because I was new at it, I had nobody to really give me any guidance or any encouragement that what I was doing was any good. And so that's when I started to look around and see where can I find other people, like-minded people who are also doing songwriting, who are in the same boat as me. Because I think one of the coolest things about songwriting is if you look at songwriters who are just starting out, and you look at hit songwriters, we all still face the same challenges. Like we all get writer's block, we all struggle to finish songs and find ways to make a song section work that isn't really working. Like we all deal with those things. And I think when you find other people who are facing those same struggles and seeing like, oh, hey, I'm not alone in what I'm trying to do. That brings a lot of comfort. And I think that's a huge thing that I found with all the retreats and courses that I've done, meeting other writers, seeing their challenges, their strengths, their weaknesses, and realizing that I wasn't alone in that. And also that community aspect with knowing that there was people in my corner. Like if I had somebody I needed to talk to for encouragement or show my song to, like, hey, what do you think about this? Like you have people who are doing the same thing to give you that honest feedback. And so I think that's also really important. Yes. Indeed, Demi. Beautifully said. Yeah. And also, um, I think there's, um, you know, you want help with your songwriting doing the craft or with inspiration, but also part of that community is sharing things on on a personal level about life and what you've been through in life. Gathering with people and going over some things like that begins to inspire you about writing a song or songs or hearing someone's story. I know, you know, like um, Sunique and I are working together at a retreat and it's like uh, your backstory as a person is something that um, kind of spurs you on. Once you hear someone else's, once you share yours, spurs you on and um, just creating something um, that's, you know, coming from the heart. So you're not just learning about craft and how to write a song, but you're also gathering that information for inspiration for sure 100 mm-hmm. i love that and i think one of the most special things that i kind of felt at andre's national retreat we were all at was when we were there that first day like i kind of felt the awkward energy because like no one really knew each other everybody was kind of shy but then by the end i felt like all the other writers there were like my family because we had so many moments of sharing things and working together and seeing growth and I think that's super beautiful so 100% so there's a lot that goes into songwriting retreats like you said there's a craft there's the personal kind of connections and the community and inspiration and all that but let's start from the very beginning of even deciding to go to a songwriting retreat and so what are some of the deciding factors for you that if there's any songwriters listening who might be on the fence about going to a retreat whether it be virtual or in person what are some things that you think they should consider before doing that okay so things that they should consider before well It depends on, first, your level of commitment and the level of of willingness to open your heart and to be receptive to people and to also your teachers that are going to be there. Mm. Um, 
finances. <laughs> Sometimes <laughs> it can be expensive to, you know, find your flight, the accommodations, food, you know, it, it can be um, three to five days. So make sure that, you know, you can save up for it. Um, also, beware of, of people that take advantage of your dreams. There are a lot of things that I've seen like retreats that not just songwriting, but anything that has to do with arts and entertainment. Um, I've seen the uh, modeling conventions, quote unquote, where it's like 500 to $1,000 to go in and you go through this runway and there's all these um, talent agencies that are looking at you and perhaps they're going to sign you. But at the end of the day, it's just a like a convention center. It's like a mm -hmm. conference where I, I see that. Um, I, I get emails from people on Instagram saying, hey, would you support my daughter? She's going to this modeling convention or songwriting retreat and we're raising money for it and, uh, and we really want to get her signed. And so it's just uh, beware, beware, do your due diligence, check out who they are, what they do, find references of people that have been there, share their opinions and you know, it's it's a it's an interesting industry to say the yeah. least. So yeah, for sure. <laughs> very careful. Yeah, great point. Great point. Alan, do you have anything to add? Uh, for me, it was um, just jumping in. Um, but, well, I'm, I'm thinking of Andrea's retreat that we were all at um, in Nashville. That just being confident enough to say, "Yeah, I, I can do this." Um, I am, you know, traveling a fair distance um, and spending a lot of money for uh, not, I mean, of course that's relative, but for me, it felt like a lot of money for um, that week. But I was also looking forward to, you know, what would be the potential benefits from spending that money for that um, event. And I think like Shanique was saying, you have to be ready to make the commitment to go because it's not just going to be um, a retreat in the sense that you're just relaxing the whole time. And there's a lot of work going on. There's a lot of energy that's going to be spent personally, um, especially for someone like me because I'm an introvert. And when I go to something like that, it's like I need a month to recover. So, <laughs> so I had to think about that too. Great points you guys had. Yeah, I completely agree with the commitment thing too. I think that was one of the main things for me because when I wanted to take songwriting more seriously, I was looking into ways of doing that and putting myself in a position to connect with other writers and successful writers in order to further my education in songwriting and my craft and those connections, that was huge for me. And so I was ready to take that leap. But there are some songwriters who just love the craft and love writing but they're not ready for that big commitment so definitely waiting until you're ready for that leap is really important also i think for me it was just like needing that space and that community like i mentioned earlier i feel like a big thing for me was especially with andrea's stuff like looking at her and what she's done and the community she's built and thinking like i want to be part of that because i've met you guys through her madison one of my best friends now through her danny galasso as well like there's so many writers i met 
through Andrea and my retreats that I went on, which I think is invaluable. Like when you put yourself out there to make connections, that's the most important thing. And we all know the music industry is so important for networking. And so beyond the craft and that educational side of the retreat, the networking side is extremely important. And you have to be ready to commit to that as well. You can't just go to the retreats and kind of sit in a corner by yourself and not talk to anybody. It's important to interact and build those connections. So there's definitely a lot to consider before doing it. I started virtually because I don't live in Nashville or LA. Um, I live in Pittsburgh, so it was quite a journey to get to Nashville. Not as bad as LA would have been, but um, it was fun going to Nashville because I've never been there. But at the same time, it's like I started virtual with retreats because I've never gone to one, so I didn't know what to expect. But after getting that taste with what they were like virtually, I wanted to go to the in-person one. So there's so, so much to consider with all of that. Um, But now let's talk about the retreat specifically from the craft standpoint. Because I know I've learned so much about the craft of songwriting through the retreat. So are there any ideas and thoughts you have on why these retreats are so important for improving their craft? Okay, so retreats are important because they put you in that mood where you're 24-7 thinking about one thing. There's a great book called The One Thing. And uh, it's, it's true. If you can just focus and tune out everything else we're doing, because even when you're at home and you're songwriting, maybe you hear... Um, you know, if you have kids or if you have a husband or a wife or something is going on always at home. And so to be in a retreat, it actually is that to retreat yourself from the world and just focus on your craft. Also, like you said, the inspiration comes from listening to other writers, from their stories, from them pouring their hearts to to everyone, just explaining why they're there, what they want to accomplish. And everybody gets on that mission to, mm-hmm. hey, I really love your idea. Let's make it happen. And so you are nonstop working. I think that's true for uh, as far as craft goes. Also, um, you know, I came into uh, the retreat that we were at with previous reading and training. But I think what happened was I saw these um, aspects of songwriting through the eyes of other people and other songwriters and how they handled it. Um, Like one person may handle the way they're coming up with lyrics um, very differently than another. Um, One person may be very different with the way they handle rhyme and um, you're gathering insights from everyone around you about um, the process. So, I, I don't I don't think it's as much about the information. Well, well for someone who has, hasn't done a lot of um, reading or studying about the craft itself, I'm sure it's just probably um, wonderfully overwhelming. But for someone who's spent a lot of time working and writing, you just see these um, details and nuances about the way... Um, each writer handles those aspects of the craft. I think being in the situation where you are writing with somebody, especially in the co-writes, and seeing how they do things differently, you can bring that into your own writing. And I've definitely 
kind of built up my toolbox with these craft tools just from being in situations writing and observing and also just like in the conversations that we have like when we're talking about different parts of the craft and just hearing how people were answering questions and sharing their own struggles and ways that they work through things was really inspiring and so completely I love that and going back to what Shanique was saying about how you're 100% in the craft the whole time that's so true and I think a great point to bring up here too is like a lot of people think that to do songwriting you actually have to be physically writing a song all the time but that's not true a big part of songwriting is allowing yourself to be inspired being open listening to others having conversations because that's where the inspiration comes from so I think being in a space with so many other incredible people with great stories and having the same openness that you do that definitely contributes to song ideas and concepts and all of that and so being open to the inspiration definitely contributes to having that craft and knowledge you know you're sharing uh i'm thinking specifically about co-writes so you're sharing um this time of creation with people and Often it can be with people who have totally different personalities. Um, someone um, could be like me, an introvert, and another person in the group could be just, you know, the life of the party person. And, um, you know, and then someone may be just totally knowledgeable, skilled, um, releasing albums, uh, songwriter there with you. And it's just so interesting to see what happens when each of those people come together with their craft and their approach to the craft and come out with one creation. Absolutely. I believe that the more personalities and more of that clash of experience, whether it's a lot or less, it can help you. Um, always strive to be better, to do more, or if someone is struggling and doesn't have the experience, it's an awesome time to serve and to also make yourself available for those who don't have that much experience. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that's where the magic happens too. It's because, you know, you all have these different experiences and different backstories and different personalities, but at the same time, you all come together to create one song that you all had a hand in and that you all connect to in some way. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. So another big part of songwriting retreats that I've kind of seen in every one that I've attended is there is a part where we do song critiques. And I think this is really important, not only for growth as a songwriter, sharing your work and being open to sharing your work, but also hearing the feedback. And I think this is really beneficial, not only when your song is being critiqued, but also listening to the critiques of other songs as well. And so what are your thoughts about the whole song critique? process and we were talk a little longer <laughs> all right so song critiquing you know when i take piano lessons and i used to train ice skating my coaches would always say video yourself record yourself so you can see what you're doing because many times what we feel like we're doing it's not really what's happening and so for someone to have that feedback in a um, in an environment where you know you're safe, there is no critiquing just because it's not American Idol, 
um, and there's no show, there's no drama, there's no ratings to sell. It's people that care and have an honest and useful, helpful uh, feedback. And so without that, it's almost impossible to grow in any area. And of course, no one likes to know that your stuff sucks or, <laughs> <laughs> or that it needs work. Because, you know, I think everywhere, everybody comes in with their best piece of art. And so when it's being taken apart, like we saw um, somebody that is just absolutely the best lyrics ever, but um, the feedback was it's a machine gun lyric. (laughs) (laughs) And I had no idea what that was. And um, for your public, we'll just explain that it's uh, a lot, a lot of lyrics and just bombarding the audience with it even though it was poetic and it was brilliant and fun at the same time it was just too much and so even when you're just so talented and brilliant at something having that feedback is helpful so that you know okay maybe I need to take it down a little bit and maybe I I use those lyrics to make two songs instead of just one. Mm-hmm. did we did we all have one song critiqued yeah that was pretty much the way it was yeah that scared me to death. So, um, the person who was doing the critiques, you know, part of the job of someone who's critiquing is to have something to say. And, and I know how that works. But even though there were some things that were said about my song that I felt, well, I don't know if I agree, but it was just great to get, get feedback on it. Um, I have a, a community of some songwriting friends around me, which I don't get to communicate as a community, but we don't communicate a lot um, with. So um, I miss having more regular feedback about um, songs and seeing, you know, what am I missing? What's good? What could be better? Um, it's just it's just a little harder in the setting of the retreat around um a larger group of people. Um, it's no, it's no different as far as the information or what's, what's said. It's just, it just feels so much more, um, fearful, at least to me. <laughs> just, oh, no, that makes sense. Yes. That makes total yeah. sense. I remember when, um, Mine was critiqued on the day Andre was given the given the critiques, and it was so funny because I sent Madison like an audio recording, and then all of a sudden Andre was like, "Do you want to play it?" And I'm like, "Oh my god, I don't even know. Remember the cards?" <laughs> um, but no, I think it's really important, and I like something you kind of said in passing, Alan, how you got some feedback that you didn't necessarily agree with, and I think that's really important to note here again is because songs are subjective music is subjective so i think it's really important to get a wide variety of people's opinions because if somebody says one thing about it and then somebody says something contrasting that just shows that it's something subjective right but then at the same time if you send a song to 10 people and they all say maybe different things about the lyrics where they all say the melody is a little flat in the chorus then you know, maybe I need to look at the chorus. And so I think it's really important to really like look at the feedback and not really take all of it to heart, but pick through it and see what 
you think rings most true to your song and then move forward from there. Um, but yeah, I, I think the feedback is really important. I, I try to send my music to my friends all the time, um, especially before I record, just to get their honest feedback. And it's really important to be willing to do that because I think when you give a song a chance to get better by showing it to other people, I think that's really important. Yeah, and, and for me, it's a, it's a time of growth to be able to say, yeah, you don't like this about the song, but this is the most important thing in the song to me. I'm going to keep it in there. So, <laughs> And, and you just grow to the point where you're confident enough to know what you want to say and how you want to say it. Um, I think even if you had five or six people out of ten say, you know, you need to change this, there's, there's going to be some point in a song where you say, no, this is this is the way it needs to be. So, and if you're not doing, uh, if you're not getting feedback, then you don't get the practice to be able to stand up and say, no, no, this is the way I want to do it. So. Yeah, that's important as well. That's definitely, definitely super important. So the last thing I want to kind of touch on again here to wrap things up is the community aspect and keeping those connections alive after the retreats. So I know you guys have been co-writing. I've definitely been co-writing with some of the writers that I met at the retreats and others. And so I think one of the biggest points about the retreats is making those connections and sustaining those relationships. Can you share your thoughts about why you think it's so important to be open to building these relationships and sustaining them even after the retreat is over? Relationships are complicated, right? There's got to be chemistry. And sometimes you will have that chemistry with anybody that you go uh, on a trip with or a retreat. And sometimes things just click. And so with those friends that you feel comfortable, you have a lot of things in common, you create relationships and then keeping in touch, having that, um, Mm -hmm. uh, what do you call it? Rapport? Yeah. Um, Rapport and accountability. That's the word I was looking for. Because having that someone that is going to help you um, throughout your journey of songwriting um, and and being able to share the struggles, the success, um, it's it's part of it. And so in, in this busy era where everything is social media and you try to keep in touch with people, quote unquote, through social media, I honestly <laughs> think it's much better to just pick up the phone and do it the old school way and say hello or a real text message and you make sure that they get it. Um, an email or, hey, I saw this blog or this thing reminded me of you or just a few words of encouragement. Just... Um, just to keep in touch and to keep building that relationship, just like any other relationship. For me, connecting with people um, and maintaining those connections was the, was the biggest thing that came out of the retreat that we were at. Having those connections made and keeping up with people has been um, amazing. I think it does take some effort because like Shanique said, life is so busy and there's so many ways to communicate that may not truly be communicative, like she said about social media. So you just have to have some direct contact, um, have to be very intentional about it. And um, you know, you don't know how long you'll be working together or um, how much you'll be doing, but just 
stepping out there and trying to do it is something that's going to really, um, I think, could be bring out a lot of potential in each person individually who's part of a songwriting team, whether it's two or three um, or four. It gets harder if it's uh, more than two or three. But um, it brings out individual potential, but also just what could come out of the collaboration can just um, really blow your mind. So it's worth the effort to maintain some connections after a retreat. For sure. Yeah, I love what both of you said. And I think this really just comes down to the whole point that what you put in is what you're going to get out of it. And I think that is specific for the retreat itself, being active in the retreat, putting yourself out there, but also afterward, like if you don't put in the effort, if you don't give back and put yourself out there and keep those connections strong to go into fade away. And so it's really all about being intentional, being committed to making these connections and sustaining them. And also like, you don't know where things will go in the future. Somebody you're collaborating with right now might get a huge break in five years and then you're in their circle, you know? Um, so I think it's really I important hope so. to keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but you never know. So like, honestly, I try to write with everybody. I try to keep connections with everybody no matter who they are. Um, because you never know. So I think just be mindful, be committed, and just put yourself out there. So yeah, 100% agree with everything. So I loved talking to both of you. Before we go, can each of you share final thoughts on why you think songwriting retreats are beneficial? So final thoughts. Songwriting retreats are beneficial because you make a lot of friends. You get to mm -hmm. focus on that one Thing that you want to accomplish which is songwriting you connect with a lot of songwriters that are like-minded that have all kinds of different uh, walks of life and experience that will add to your history and to your craft um, there are uh, keynote speakers that mm. have a ton of experience usually are brought in um, from a record label and so forth and so they can also share their insight, um, there's feedback, there is that sense of community and friends and you get to stay and just relax, get out of the house, get out of the routine and also gets your inspiration going just to mm -hmm. get out of your normal environment. Um, so I definitely think it's beneficial and I also believe there's a book that has helped me immensely. Um, it's called The Craft of Lyric Writing. Um, and it is by Sheila Davis. And it is also supposed to be the Bible of songwriting <laughs> for all, all songwriters in Nashville. Awesome. Fabulous. Alan, do you have anything to add? Um, I agree with those things that Shanique said, um, especially in relation to a destination retreat that's for a good length of time, like for a week. If you're going away to a place that's kind of distant, um, you're eliminating a lot of distractions that you would have back home. Um, you're meeting with people who are pretty serious about what they're doing. It's not like doing a weekend or even a day retreat somewhere back home where you would be, where um, it's easy to show up, but 
you know, a retreat that's a destination retreat takes a lot of effort, a lot of time, some money. So the people there are pretty invested in wanting to do something um, that helps them progress. Especially, I can't get away from just the community aspect and the connections that you make while you're there. The growth that comes personally, aside from the songwriting aspect, is really worth as much as anything you're going to learn about songwriting because that's all we're doing as as songwriters we're telling stories and we're telling stories about people and experiences and that's what you're gathering as you make those connections with each other wow perfect you guys love everything you shared absolutely perfect um could not have said it better myself so thank you guys so much for joining me to chat all about mm-hmm. songwriting thank retreats. you for having us of course it was lovely having you before we go can you share with everybody where they can find you on social media and find your music if you have any music released mm-hmm. absolutely everyone can find me on instagram it's shanique hughes official I also have TikTok as Shanique Hughes, YouTube, Shanique Hughes, and uh, also all streaming platforms such as Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, YouTube Music, and you can find me as Shanique Hughes. I'd love to chat with you guys. The best way to um, find my stuff is um, it. there's some, some releases on Spotify and all the major streaming platforms, of course, Alan Jones. A-L-L-E-N, Allen, J-O-N-E-S. And um, there, uh, there's a lot of stuff on my YouTube channel. It's Alan Jones Music. I have a website, alanjones.com, if you want to check that out. And also my Instagram handle is theomusic84. So you can keep up uh, with what I'm doing. I, I try to get some stuff on there, either um, inspirational or some music. And um, so just um, join me. Awesome. Well, thank you both so much again for joining me. This was awesome. Listeners, thank you for listening to this episode all about songwriting retreats with Alan and Shanique. And of course, until next time, stay stay right right on track. track.